Welcome back to All Rights Reserved, your exclusive entertainment law and law school podcast with your hosts, Kayla and Suna. And today we are finally back from our hiatus after studying for the bar. And after we catch up a little bit, we're going to go into everything that you need to know in order to survive 3L. So Kayla, how have you been? I'm really excited to be back. Um, I know it's been a few months, but Suna and I have been itching to make new episodes for you guys and talk to you. And we're really excited for this upcoming season. Yeah. Um, you know, like the summer has been really weird. Um, like bar prep was just absolutely crazy. Um, oh and then I guess after bar prep, it's, it's so consuming of your mind and then you're looking for jobs and it's been very crazy, but, um, I do have some updates for you guys. And so does Suna and we're really excited to finally talk about it. Yeah. So first things first, we are both employed in entertainment related jobs, which is wonderful yes, because, the hiring cycle for entertainment is very different. So like most of the time you can't really confirm a post-grad job while in 3L, like in other industries. Um, so mm-hmm. we're super excited. I am at a large law firm in their music transactions department. And Kayla is an entertainment TV film business affairs. And we literally both just started this week. So when you listen to this, probably the week before, (laughs) Um, but we're going to have a whole episode on that when we come back in our next episode. But yeah, the bar was exhausting and I don't know. I I'm still kind of in a weird headspace because everything has Mm -hmm. changed so drastically. Cause like first we graduated then for like 12 weeks or 10 weeks or whatever, we literally all we did was the bar and then we took some time off before starting work but like and now we're working and it's just it's just been such a world when i'm exhausted i'm excited but i'm yeah, also it, just like i don't know how to feel <laughs> it's an it's it's very emotional for me i i've been i've been through so many emotions this past month yeah. um like with, you know, the bar and then thinking about the bar and then it was my birthday and then I went and traveled and then I was just, you know, it's, it's been a really weird limbo stage, but Mm -hmm. I think now that we're working, it's, I think things are going to start getting back to normal, but it is a weird feeling knowing that we're officially in the workplace and we're never going to have a summer vacation or a winter break or something like that again, which is really sad. Yeah. I mean, on the bright side, the entertainment industry kind of dies down over the holidays. So oh, like, yeah. people take two weeks off or whatever, kind of. Um, so that my company nice, is two weeks off. Oh, nice. Yeah. My company gets two weeks completely like off. It's, mm-hmm. it's great. I'm, yeah. I'm very excited about that. And I'm already looking for another trip in the event that I pass. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we will not find out our bar results until November 12th at 6 PM. So up until that point, please do not ask us how we did or that you just know we passed or whatever, because it doesn't help because we don't want to know. We don't want to know. Yeah, we don't want to talk about it <laughs> because it's a, it's just such a process that you, you just, I be, I felt like I was just a different person while studying for the bar. I was and a, I was a walking zombie. I was yeah, a walking was, zombie and I couldn't stop crying. It was the weirdest <laughs> experience in my life. It was just a lot. And again, we'll get into that in another episode at some point during our second season now, but like I think it's just such a traumatizing experience and then you take it and then you don't know what to do with yourself. And like, 
I know that like when people say, oh, I'm sure you did great. Like, I'll be so surprised if you don't pass. They mean well, like it's not a, it's not said with ill intent. However, Mm -hmm. um, the bar exam is very hard, especially California. And it's not out of the ordinary for people to fail it. We're hoping it doesn't happen to us, but it's like out of sight, out of mind or out of mind, out of whatever, whatever that saying is, it's just better that we don't think about it. So, um, like the well wishes, but we don't, we just don't need to think about it anymore. <laughs> no, no. And, and, and um, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. I mean, and the <sighs> thing is like failing, obviously, I mean, we won't die and it won't be the end of the world, but it'll It's suck. so common. Yeah. And yeah. like, we, we just, you know, we'll, like Kayla said, we will cross that bridge when we get to it. Um, that's why in this episode, we are going to talk about how to survive 3L. We already made an episode for 1Ls and 2Ls. And now that we have officially just finished law school in general and our last year, we thought we should, uh, complete the series of our survival guide on here. Yeah. And I hope the, you know, the 1L and 2L survival guides have been helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you're a 3L listening, definitely take notes because, it was very difficult for us to figure out what we were doing, but thankfully we had each other and we had a great bar yeah. prep department that was very helpful for this exact reason. So mm-hmm. definitely take notes and yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead and start with the the first thing I did um, to prepare for, you know, becoming a lawyer. And mm-hmm. that is taking the NPRE, which I'm sure we've mentioned before. Right. Um, I took the NPRE during 2L. Um, I took it right uh, right after I um, took my legal pro, which is the same as professional responsibility class Mm -hmm. at school. Um, So you take that. A lot of people don't really know about the FVRE, which is kind of crazy because you pretty much just think that law school is the LSAT and the bar exam, but that's Mm -hmm. not true. And we're here to tell you um, exactly why. But in terms of the MPRE, the way I studied for it, and Mm -hmm. then Suna can go ahead and and tell you guys what she did. But for me, um, what I thought was really helpful was Barbary. So I'm actually a big themist person, but Mm -hmm. I did Barbary. And the reason why is because I ended up doing their practice exams and their practice exams were actually harder than the real NPRE. So by Mm -hmm. the time you got to the test, it was kind of a cakewalk at that point, but I studied about two, three weeks in advance and I made sure to do at least two to three practice Mm -hmm. exams. Basically I failed everyone, but I ended up passing the NPRE. (laughs) So don't be discouraged. Um, if you want to do Themis, Themis is great too for just random questions like in a row. So that's great too, but I, you guys are going to do great. Yeah, I agree. And I think like the thing about the MPRE that's kind of weird is like, it's very difficult to track where you are. Cause I did Themis yeah. for the MPRE. Cause I just, at that point I knew I also liked Themis a little bit more. Um, I think I signed up for Barbary's uh, free MPRE program, yes, but they're I free. yeah, they are free. <laughs> Um, cause they're trying to rope you in for bar prep, but, um, I didn't end up using Barbary that much. I really love Themis's videos and like these little fillable handouts yeah. that come with their lectures. So I did that first mm-hmm. and then I did all their practice questions and practice exams as well. And like, like Kayla said, I wasn't doing very well on them. And I think that they do that on purpose so that the actual exam feels yeah. easier. 
Um, I passed. And uh, for those of you who don't know, every state has a different pass score. <laughs> so make sure um, to look up what your pass score is for your state. I think for California, it's 86. Um, and then I Which actually- Which is the highest. It is. Which is right? the it highest, is, right? It, I of think course. it is the highest or the second highest. Yeah, of, like, it's probably up there. State, which is crazy. But once you pass it, you're, you're, you pass every other state, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. That's, and you're good to go. And, <laughs> um, and yeah, and I actually took the MPRE during 3L in October because, um, COVID happened that summer so that I couldn't actually oh, yeah. like go in and take it anywhere. So I wanted to like wait it out and see. Um, so yeah, the MPRE is annoying and, just get it out of the way as soon as you take legal pros yeah. so that you're not having to like relearn everything. And also there's just a lot of random rules. Um, <laughs> just, yeah. I, I think for me with legal pro, I always just err on the side of caution and I'm like, this person must've done something wrong. <laughs> well, well, they always say it, it's like, what would Jesus do? Minus one. Yeah. <laughs> that's like the, that's like what everyone says to do. And, and it is pretty like, mm -hmm. I would say a lot of it has to do with common sense, but yeah. definitely know your rules because that is the most important yeah. um, subject on the bar. So, it is. Well, yeah, know your because stuff. Uh, California, for those of you who might be taking the California bar exam, we are tested on professional responsibility on the essay section and uh, California has different rules. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I think like my best advice for the MPRE, but also the bar is to just get really good at professional responsibility the first time when you learn it so that you're not like trying to reteach yourself everything down the line. Um, I have yeah. this issue with just like the conflict of interest rules because um, not only are there kind of like the rules are worded weirdly and like I sometimes feel that some like I can't remember if it was our textbook in class or maybe it was even Themis or some other resource that I had, they just did not make sense to me the way they were written. And the model rules themselves are so long that it's like, doesn't even make sense to memorize those. Um, yeah. So yeah, find something that works for you with that because there's really no rhyme or reason um, to how everything is structured, like from a, um, like an essay writing standpoint or issue spotting standpoint. So um, yeah, just pay attention. Um, keep your outline you from this. that class maybe. Yeah. But it's like, it's the MPRE. I don't think is something that you need to be like insanely stressed out about. Just, just do the program that you choose, do practice and like try to remember the rules as best you can, obviously. Um, yeah. So that was point number one. <laughs> point number two, again, for those of you who want to be attorneys in California is to get your moral character and fitness application in as early as humanly possible, because it takes them forever to process it, but it also takes forever to complete it. And the sooner you do it, the better to just like stop thinking about it and check that one big thing off your to-do list. Yeah. And, and <laughs> in, with regards to that, um, mine took forever. Oh, mine did um, too. It's reason number one. Yeah. We can go through why oh, it yeah. took forever and give a little tip. Um, so for me, it took forever because, um, about a year or so ago, um, my identity was stolen. And so I had to disclose that. And it's like a whole thing. Keep in mind, like, this is basically a glorified background check that mm -hmm. costs over $800. Um, okay. So that was like number one, number two, 
you have to ask a bunch of people to be your reference. Mm-hmm. Um, so once you send it out, it sends an email to your to five references, I believe. Uh, one of them has to be an attorney, uh, basically talking about, it's basically um, just a fill in the blank about your character. And then you also have to input everywhere you've ever lived, including mm-hmm. everywhere you've ever worked. And it does mm-hmm. send a notification to your um, supervisor, employer. Exactly. <laughs> so what I did, and it was a nice networking type thing is I, I emailed all of my, you know, old supervisors yeah. and I said, Hey, just warning you this is coming out. I think that was soon as idea, but, um, I did that. And then lastly, this is, you know, what held me back the most. Um, when you turn it in, um, right after you turn it in, you get an email confirmation saying like, congrats, you did it, whatever. But then on top of that, you have to go get live scan fingerprinted. Oh, yeah. um, and then once you do your fingerprints, you have to manually upload it to their uh, website. And it's a very weird website. Yeah, the so what portal you do is you sucks. Have to, the California bar yeah, portal it was, sucks. It's so <laughs> It's bad. awful. It makes and there's no sense. No, yeah. And there's no verification that you uploaded it. Yeah. So like you literally just upload it and, and then that's it. So I guess I didn't, I, I thought that they were just going to automatically send it to the bar, which mm-hmm. they do anyway, but I guess I had to upload it myself. So like that ended up taking a bit of time as well, but luckily it was approved and I'm officially a moral person. So that was good for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I had, um, a different issue getting my application completed. Um, like Kayla said, it's a very detailed process. You have to list all these things and, oh, one thing about your, um, other personal references None of them can be people that you've worked for, which I thought was really annoying because not only do you have to give them information of your past employment and reach out to your old employers just to give them the heads up that like they're going to get this link to fill out this survey. uh, You also have to find just people who can speak to you generally. And then like one of them has to be a lawyer. I think somehow I managed to get all of them to be lawyers. I did my friends. Yeah, I did. um, (sighs) I just ended up reaching out to some lawyers that I knew and I was like, Hey, I have to do this thing. Like, can you just like fill it out if they send you something? Um, but the thing that took the longest for (laughs) me was my driving record because (laughs) I have two driver's licenses. One is for California and one is my driver's license from Turkey. And the, um, application wants you to upload a like driving record to show that probably like you didn't kill someone with vehicular manslaughter or whatever. (laughs) But uh, fun fact number one is you have to get a certified copy from the DMV. It just, it can't just be from the website. So you probably have to have to, I don't think if you're in California, yeah, if you're in California, actually only if, but, but only if you're, um, out of state. So I did it really? because I was, yeah, I, I actually, but I am, an, doing I am it. California though. I do have a California I know, license, but I know, but it says that you don't have to, if you're from California, you guys should verify that, but I'm pretty sure that's the oh, case okay. because I ended up doing it and half of my friends didn't. And I was like, Oh, I thought you were supposed to, but they didn't. So I'm 99% sure you don't have to, but I did it because I just wanted to, you know, make sure all my bases were covered. Yeah. And I, I recommend doing it anyway. I would, do- yeah, I would double check just because I remember it being, it had to be from the DMV. 
I don't, anyway, whatever it is, if you're filling it out, just pay close attention to that. Very close attention to every instruction that you (laughs) read on that page, please. The other thing is you can't delete after you've uploaded something. That's something I heard learned the hard way because I initially got my driver's record from the DMV website, but then I was like on the application and it said it had to be certified. So I had to like send a request form by mail. Anyway, But uh, what was he saying? Oh, fun fact number two. So if you have a foreign driver's license from another country, like not just another state, you have to get your driving record from that country translated into English and notarized. So what I had to do was go to the Turkish consulate here in LA. Thankfully, I live here where the consulate is, or else if I lived in another state, I would have had to travel to the nearest consulate. So thankfully, I didn't have to do that. Um, I had to go. And um, step number one for me was to like access my driver record online, print it out and then bring it to them. But I didn't have the login information that was connected to like my uh, equivalent, like social security number for Turkey. Um, So first when I went there, I had to get that reset. Then I had to go home and then get another appointment and come back. And then I waited there for like two hours while they translated and typed up this thing and notarized it. And um, I had to tell them, oh, it's for the, you know, the state bar. And they're like, oh yeah, we know what to do. And then they give me this like translation saying that like, I'm basically fine. But the English was so bad. I was like, I could have translated this in like five seconds and it would have one been correct. And two, I would have been out of here much faster. So it was no just, way. it was such a thing. And I remember on one of these visits, I was rushing home because we were going to record our episode with ladies who law school. Do you remember oh, yeah, that? I yeah. Remember I was like 10 now. minutes late. Yeah. I was like, Kayla, can you email them really quick? Yes. Um, so that part took forever. The rest of it was fine. I mean, I would suggest having a Word doc with all of the information in there because also after you submit it, you can't view what you wrote. Yes. Like you can't view your application either. <laughs> So it's just, it's literally the most tedious, like stressful thing. And it shouldn't be stressful, but I think the part, the the fact that you can't edit what you save or like, um, take off what you've uploaded, like, let's say, what if you accidentally uploaded like a selfie and you can't delete it? Like, that's just weird. I'm sure it happens. I'm sure sure it happens. I'm sure things happen all the time. It was really scary filling it out. I was like, my heart was racing I was so scared and you have to just do it really slowly when mm-hmm. you have time and then do just it over it a long up. time don't do it all in one day like I yeah. started probably like my little word doc with all my information in it in like early September I because I just went through the application I was like okay what information do I need to get and then I just like started filling it in That's and smart. then after you like you put in the last thing and you upload the last thing, just read through it really slowly. Make sure that everything's there so you don't have to like upload an addendum later or whatever. Um, yeah, just just be really careful because yeah. it takes them forever to process it, which means that it also takes them forever to tell you if there's something missing. And it's just like... Yep. <laughs> uh, I learned the hard way. My God, it, it was so annoying. We're good to go. So thank God for that. Yeah, thankfully. Um, and then also, I think you have 90 days to upload the live scan thing. So yes. keep that in mind too. And for, um, I don't know how it is for other states, because I think in New York, it's it's like you do the moral character and fitness after you take the bar. Yes, it's after. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in California, it's before. So whatever your state says, just do it early if you can, like as early as you can. Yeah 
just so you can like get it out of the way because it's literally the most tedious and annoying thing. But like Kayla said, thankfully we are fine on that end. We yes. are moral people <laughs> with good <laughs> characters. We're fit. <laughs> we are fit. Law, yeah, we're so fit. As I like literally shoveled like seven Oreos into my mouth earlier. I'm very, I'm very I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what did we go over? We did the MPRE, moral character and fitness. Um, what's next is early bar prep related considerations. So the yes. first one, we actually asked you guys if you had any questions about what what we should talk about on our episodes. And we got a bunch of questions about how to choose a bar prep company and mm-hmm. about how we chose our bar prep company in general, personally. So we, um, when did you sign up for Themis? I think I signed up in like so, November. I signed up really early. So what I did, um, so going back to what Suna was saying about the MPRE, that's kind of when you figure out like what works for you the best. Mm-hmm. Um, also our school was very, like they had a deal going on with Themis, oh, which was incentives. great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so yeah. there were like a lot of incentives. Um, and then when I was actually working at one of my old jobs, my old internships, I mean, mm-hmm. um, my coworker at that internship, she was like, yeah, I'm a rep for Themis. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then she was basically explaining to me how she basically got bar prep for free if you're a rep. And I was like, wow, this is really interesting. So I reached out to the person that was organizing, you know, the Themis at our school. And I said, are you looking for reps? And so I joined as a rep um, in 2L. Mm-hmm. And although I didn't get it completely free, I did get a significant discount. Um, and so I knew that I was just going to go with Themis from then on. And even just by, you know, signing up early, it's it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, our school, um, like if we did a certain amount of uh, MBE questions, which is the multiple choice questions, we would get a $250 yeah. gift card that Themis would match. Like they, we just had such great in- incentives. Yeah. I, it didn't make sense to not go with Themis. And I feel like I paid off bar prep and it was kind of completely free for me. So, and yeah. then I told my friends to become reps because AKA why me. not, <laughs> why not share the, the love? So that's a huge pro tip. I it highly is. recommend you do that. Yeah, definitely look into whether you can be a Themis rep, but you should also ask your school if they have any incentives with different yeah. bar prep companies. Our school happened to partner up with Themis which meant that like we got a ton of additional like discount incentives on top of what the regular price is. Mm-hmm. Um, from my experience, the main difference between Themis and Barbary is that Barbary has incredibly long lecture videos that are like oh, three yeah. hours, whereas Themis has like, I think the longest video I ever saw on Themis was like 25 minutes, but I also watched them on double speed. So like Me too. It, they didn't end up being that long. But one thing I really like about Themis is that they have these lecture handouts that are um, like fill in the blanks type things for everything. So it forces you to pay attention when you're watching the videos. It's like with Barbary, they just give you these really, really long lecture videos. And then I don't yeah. think they give you anything else. Um, and then the other thing, the difference between Themis and Barbary is that Themis actually has licensed MBE questions and Barbary writes their own. So if you're going to do Barbary, you should also get access to an MBE database. Like Adaptabar is one that you might've heard of, which we also used. Yes. Um, we bought Highly on recommend. Top of, yeah. Cause <laughs> like we saved so much money on Themis by being reps and like taking advantage of our school's incentives that we had money left over in like the 
budget, I guess, or like, oh, I was going to spend this anyway, like might as well just get Adopt-A-Bar on top of it, which your school also might have a code with Adopt-A-Bar. So just ask around. Um, But yeah, with Barbary, if you're doing Barbary, you're going to have to get some licensed MBE questions at some point because they write their own and they're not the same. Um, But I'm very happy with Themis. It worked very well with my learning style. Uh, They had like eight graded essays um, lots of MBE questions, lots of practice. <laughs> and, um, oh my God. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just like reflecting on the bar. Um, I just feel like the questions were a little bit different on the bar, but at the same time, you're in like a different environment you're under stress. And, and you've also like, you bar. have to do 200 of them in a row. So at one point, like things just stopped making sense to me. Yeah. Like, you <laughs> like I was reading, <laughs> you have to work on your endurance. Like yeah. it just, it, you just have to just force yeah. yourself to do them in 50 question increments, even though you'll be falling asleep at the computer, you just have to do it. Yeah. It, it it's all an endurance test. Mm-hmm. It it's is. crazy. It is. And like, obviously I think once we pass the bar, we can do a more in-depth episode on how to pass the bar, but <laughs> I agree. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> Start working on your endurance early on though, because yeah. that is definitely, I think that is the most challenging part about the bar exam. But um, in addition to our bar prep program, Kayla and I both got Adapt-A-Bar, which is a MBE practice tool. They also have essay tools, but like they didn't have California specific ones. So I didn't use it obviously, but we also got barassays.com, which is specific to California. And it has, um, actual student, like examinee written answers and whether they passed or not for every single topic for every bar exam since like 2000 every score. or something. Every, every score possible score. for every subject. It's literally the best investment you will ever make. It is. And it's I only recommend. like, it comes out to like 120 or 50, like something yeah. like that. It's not that bad of a price so, for what you get. And like, I think I that actually- was the- I used that more than Adaptabar. I did. I used it more than Adaptabar too. Like every essay I wrote, I compared it to yeah. that. But, and keep in mind that the people that uploaded are people that actually failed the bar exam because you you don't get back your essays unless you fail. Yeah. So they basically sell their essays. Um, but some of them get like crazy scores and you're like, wow, I don't even know how this person failed. Yeah, like you would see point. those essay scores of like an 80 or something. And it's like, wait, how is this person like so good at this, but they didn't I pass. think because they're just not well-rounded in terms of, you know, knowing every subject, people just zone in on one subject really hard and perfect it. But then you're not well-rounded in the other, you know, subjects. And then, you know, it happens and you can just flunk an essay. And so just be on top of every Mm -hmm. subject and just be on top of your stuff and you will do great. And I think those were really helpful for us. The essays essays was probably the best part um, Mm -hmm. of the bar exam. Uh, I don't want to speak too soon, but I felt pretty prepared, which was really good. And I think Themis did a great job of preparing me. Um, I'm really happy that I don't have to look at Themis anymore. Oh my God, Uh, I know. Very stressful, (laughs) but I loved their interface. I thought it was great. Um, So we highly recommend Themis. And no, we're not sponsored by Themis, but we do love it. (laughs) Yeah, but we do love it. Um, And I'll just add before we move on to the next bar related topic that barassays.com was great because your bar prep company's model answers are unattainable. So like after you do an essay and then you read the model answer, you're like, how the hell was I supposed to come up with that? But then you go on to barassays and you see what the passing answer was for California to 65. You're like, oh, okay. 
I could have done this. That's fine. Um, yeah. so it's, it's a good like way to just get a realistic sense of what you need to do in order to pass. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> those were our, uh, resources, the resources that we used. We also had a Cal bar writing book that was used in one of our bar prep classes during 3L that we referenced a lot, um, which was very helpful. And that actually segues into the next topic, which is to take bar prep related courses in your last year of law school. So at our law school, we were required to do so in 3L. So one semester you took Cal Bar Writing and then another semester you took the MBE portion. And I think that honestly, it was the best thing I could have done before starting bar prep because- Oh yeah you get used to the format a little bit and then it doesn't feel as overwhelming when you start because the bar is a lot of material. And I think the most challenging part is the stamina, but also like not getting intimidated by the amount of stuff that you have to do. So if you start early and at least you learn how to write the essay or learn how to take MBEs, yeah, um, it helps so, so much. I, I definitely agree. Um, I think those classes were... <laughs> If if I do pass, I'm going to say thank you to my professors yeah, that taught those classes because I felt miles ahead of my friends who didn't take bar prep classes, mm-hmm. who went to, you know, very high ranked schools. Um, and it's very overwhelming. Um, in the beginning of bar prep, you're going to be like, I don't know anything. Like, when does it click? And right. it does. It does <laughs> near the end. And I'm sorry that it takes that long. But the earlier you, you start and the more repetition that you do, it will start to click. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like the best way to learn. Um, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. And those classes were super helpful because you also learn about their the performance test, which is part of the writing uh, portion of of the bar. It's at the end of the day after all your writing. And basically it's a closed universe. It's, it's kind of like how your legal writing class was your one L, but it's closed universe and you have to write a memo or something in 90 minutes um, with like two to three cases and a fake Mm -hmm. client. But our PT oh my was God. a curveball. Let and us so, not think about that right <laughs> so now. So long story short, like <laughs> the fact that I had done so many PTs, I was like, okay, I don't know what, what this is asking me, but I was able to somehow figure something yeah. out. Yeah. And so I think that's important. Like if you do get these curveballs, at least you'll know how to handle it in some way or fashion. Yeah, exactly. Because I think that um, part of the challenge is getting exposed to enough practice opportunities. So like the faster you're able to get into practicing regularly, um, the the better you will likely perform. Um, the performance test is, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's not that it's hard substantively. It's just the timed conditions just don't help. But um, yeah. our Cal Bar writing class was awesome. I mean, it was kind of frustrating in the beginning because with bar prep and bar essays, um, it's a very surface level analysis. It's not like going into everything deep diving like you did in law school. So like that's kind of hard to accept in the beginning, I feel like. And yeah. because uh, we took that Cal Bar writing class and did so many essays on, what did we do? We did torts, we did professional responsibility and crim. Um, did we do anything else in addition to that? Or was it just those three? I think it was just those, I think, which is crazy to think about. That's nothing. I know. I think after going through bar prep and like writing 
essays for 14 topics. You're like, oh, really? Um, <laughs> so I think after doing that and then also being graded on those and PTs, um, it, it was just a much better way to like get into tip top shape before starting bar prep. And then when we took MBE the following semester, it was so helpful because I have historically always been an essay person. I mean, I think I still am, but I hate multiple choice. I've always sucked at it. I've never like cracked the code on it. And like, you know, some people are just really good at multiple choice. That is not me. Like I do (laughs) better if I can just explain my point of view, but um, our MBE class was so great because we learned how to approach the questions. So it's like, regardless of topic, um, yeah. if you just followed that approach, like nine times out of 10, you'd probably get to the right answer. Um, and I think that class was good, not just for like learning the topics or anything, but it was more so just learning how to take that, like that part of the exam and like how to strategically approach it and eliminate things just because like, oh, like that, that's just not a rule. So you can see that and eliminate it from the answer choices. Like I loved that. And our professors were awesome. Yeah. And you also, you, yeah, you just like learn what's not an answer and it's like mm-hmm. so easy to like get two of the answers out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that was my, my experience on the bar, but oh my God. <laughs> um, during my prep, during my prep, that was very easy for me. Yeah, that's um, how I felt too. And then on top of that, um, in addition to the Cal bar writing book that we had, um, our professors, uh, Tina Schindler and Mary basic, they also wrote an MBE decoded book. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Which it's going to be published recommend. this year. Yeah. I think it is. I think we had like you can a get it on Amazon. Version. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you can get it on Amazon. Um, they basically give you a bunch of decoy ducks. That's what yeah. they call it. Um, like the book is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Really and it, it honestly breaks up every subject into these like small little portions. It's very easy to look at, very easy to read. Um, if you need to, you know, go to a specific subtopic of the subtopic, you know where to look. It's, mm-hmm. it's very helpful. So in addition to that, I think you can get those books as well. I know it's a lot of materials, but at the end of the day, they all come together and they're so helpful. Oh, I completely agree. And I think again, like our school gave us this other incentive where if we did like a thousand MBEs during our MBE class or like before graduation, we'd get like money off of no, we get an Amazon gift card and then Themis would match it to and send us like a voucher or something. So like, I am highly motivated by that kind of stuff. Like you can bribe me, me to too. study and I'll study. It'll, it's great. Yeah, so exactly. Um, so, and the thing is like, by taking these classes in your last year of law school, then you're able to, um, one, like get into the mindset and two, understand how to approach these things, but also mm-hmm. you just get in practice, like early practice. Like I think that if I hadn't done those thousand MBEs in spring semester, um, just studying for our midterm and our final for our MBE class, like I think that um, the MBE portion and studying for it during bar prep would have been much more overwhelming for me. Um, So the more exposure you get, the better. Um, And I think like in connection with all the stuff we just talked about with like the MPRE and the moral character and fitness and the bar prep stuff, um, try to save money early on because things are expensive. Like registering for the bar exam itself is expensive. Oh yeah. Um, buying your bar prep supplementary material is expensive. Um, so if you can kind of like figure out a way to save, um, maybe it's from your internships or your TA or an RA or something, um, just ahead of time, then those payments like won't derail you as much. (laughs) 
Um, I remember I made a spreadsheet of all the costs associated (laughs) with taking the bar exam. And I, this was like the summer before 3L started. And I was just like, but then we got all those stimulus checks. So like that kind of helps me actually. I use some of my stimulus money on bar prep, but like, it's just, yeah. I mean, I haven't worked in six months. Um, my job was the first job I had, uh, Mm -hmm. since I last started working in February, but I do know that some people do have to continue working when they study. Um, Mm -hmm. I, if you, if you have the means to not work, um, I do recommend not working just yeah. for the sole purpose of it's, it's a full-time job. Um, but if you do have to work, it is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if you do have to work, I think starting earlier is, exactly. is going to be so much help more helpful for you. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I I feel like, you know, if people, people who usually retake the bar, um, they're usually working while they study because Mm -hmm. it gets to a point where, you know, the first time you study, it's a lot of memorization. It's a lot of learning. But by the time you take it a second time, you kind of already know what everything's about. It's kind of just comes down to memorization and perfecting everything that you kind of missed. So, and the good thing is they give you back, you know, your scores and your essays and you can fine tune what you missed exactly. But I think starting early is just the mm-hmm. key to success. Um, I guess we'll find out in a few yeah, months. Yeah, we'll, but... <laughs> we'll find out. Um... But, but it did feel like I felt prepared going in. I and I have to I have to really thank Southwestern for, mm-hmm. you know, helping me feel that way. Yeah, me too. I think that um, I just, I, I'm definitely more of a do bits and bits of work ahead of time. I'm not a crammer. I never have been. And I think that the way that we ended up studying was the best for both of us. Um, Not to say that you can't do it in a different way. I think that in 3L, you have to start thinking about how you're going to approach it. Like for me, I did not want to work while studying for the bar because this is literally like the one exam standing between you and becoming a lawyer. And I just, I mean... I just took out loans. I, I took out loans for that period for, um, so basically from May until September, I actually ended up taking out loans from May until December because I also knew that I was going to be job hunting and I didn't want to have to make decisions and compromise over, um, what I want to do just because I need to pay my bills. And like, I was hoping that I wouldn't have to use the entire some that I took out, which thankfully I won't because I found a job that like literally as soon as I came back from Turkey. Um, but that's an option that you have and you can always pay it back immediately. And like Mm -hmm. our interest rates are frozen at zero right now from the pandemic relief. So it just made more sense. Um, so yeah, I took out loans and all I did was study for the bar every day of the week, essentially. I mean, we took a couple of days off in between, I think, but yeah. Um, just like your mental- birthday. Yeah. I took a day off on my birthday and then I think the program gave us two days off on like, yeah, uh, I, I one took was 4th for my- of July. The other was yes. another, but yeah. Uh, Memorial, Memorial day. And Memorial I, and I actually day. took off an entire day for my friend's wedding mm-hmm. and you, you need these days off. Like do. I, I know people that didn't take days off and I mean, like I did, if, if I was just so like mentally not you know, stable at that moment, I would just stop studying. (laughs) You have to really take care of yourself. It was extremely overwhelming. If you have someone to talk to, talk to them. Mm -hmm. There were times where, you know, I broke down. It's very, very stressful. Um, I ended up going to get a bunch of massages 
during um, bar prep, which was awesome because mm-hmm. I have, I carry so much stress in my like upper back and my neck. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's literally still there. Like it is still there yeah. and you just make sure you move. Um, I know Suna went on a bunch of walks. Um, I did. I did I that. I kind of regret I did not doing that more. Yeah. See, well, I that, think, no, like, it's great. I think in terms of like that, just like, I remember being in spring semester of 3L thinking about bar prep and being like, okay, how am I going to do this? I need a routine, blah, blah, blah. So like I tried to start getting into a routine in 3L that I could sort of duplicate during bar prep, Mm -hmm. which ended up kind of working out. But um, another thing that I would recommend in preparation for the bar prep process is to get either a monitor or a standing desk adjustment for your desk, because like I had such bad back pain two weeks into bar prep from sitting all day. Um, And like, I already had like a riser thing that I could put onto my desk and I made it into a standing (laughs) desk. And I was just like, oh my God, this is so much better Yeah, because it's, it's a very long process. So I think like, if you start thinking about it ahead of time and just get used to thinking about it because it's an intimidating, scary thing. And it's like easier to kind of ignore it and be like, oh, well, you know, think about it when it happens. But Um, I think the more mentally prepared you are to start, the better it will go for you, even though it's a very grueling process. Um, And yeah, I mean, I think the rest of 3L, like we both interned during 3L. We had um, limited classes, like our schedules were pretty flexible, if I remember. It was great. (laughs) I had a fantastic end of my 3L. Um, I loved it. I kind of miss it at this point. Um, uh, Yeah. I mean, thinking back on everything right now, I'm like, how did I know that all, all that information? Like, how did I know? How did we do that? I think about it. I'm like, uh, I I don't think I can recall anything. I think I was in such a daze that I mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I I was a literal zombie. Yeah, I don't it was. Yeah, it feels like very robotic for sure. I think you kind of get into that mindset. Oh, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Another tip for anyone who's listening that's related to the bar, but also 3L, maybe 2L, is to take classes in all of the bar-tested subjects that are going to be on your state bar exam. Because we took wills and trusts and community property and remedies in 3L. Well, you took it. You took remedies in 2L, I think. Yes. But that was amazing because (laughs) you do not want to be learning a topic from scratch during bar prep. Like- I am very thankful that I took every single bar tested subject that was available Same. in law school because it, it it became more of like a, just a deeper review instead of like learning something exactly. that I had never learned before. Like when we got that wills and trust community property crossover, I was like, oh my God, I literally just took, commu- I just took wills and trust this past semester. Like my last semester yeah. of 3L, I took wills and trust and it was Like, I could not imagine how it would feel if I had to learn that from scratch. Mm -hmm. And and also they don't test it very often either. Um, And so when we got it, it was kind of a surprise, but I think I was, I was ready for anything at that point. And I think it's very important. I'm really echoing what she's saying because (laughs) taking your bar prep classes Mm -hmm. is going to help you in the long run. Um, I've always been the type of person to be like, I think you get more experience through working than taking specific classes. Um, definitely take classes that you're interested in. Yeah. But if you have the opportunity to take bar prep classes and then work, I say go for it. I think I that's agree. like the best way to do it. hundred percent. The way that I did it was like, I took bar related things, but then I had like one fun class a semester. Yeah. So like I yeah, had music industry perfect. contracts one <laughs> semester 
And then the other semester I had music publishing. So it was like my one relevant, cool, interesting class in addition to like everything that's going to be on the bar. (laughs) Yeah. You don't need to be filling up your schedule with a bunch of classes because it's just not, it's just not worth it. Just take the bar prep classes. You you will thank us later. Yeah. And I think, um, I don't know what every school's policy is now that, um, people are resuming like in-person instruction, but I think that when finals come around, like try to memorize as much as you can, especially if it's a bar related subject, because you're just, you're just making it easier for your future self. Um, looking back, that's definitely one thing that I think was good. Cause like we had like open book proctored remote exams, but I would always try to like, at least remember like the basics and like the issue checklist and stuff. Cause also you don't want to waste time looking up things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always would end up just like confirming what I needed to know and stuff, but yeah, it's a lot. Um, that's three L for you. That's three L. <laughs> Thanks I for think, listening. If you yeah, got this far. No, definitely. I think, um, three L was actually pretty good for us. I think we yeah. did our bar related stuff, but like we also worked and got more work experience and, um, it, our schedules were a bit lighter in terms of class load. So it was like, it was good. And I think, yeah. you know, you kind of have to like enjoy your last year of school if that's even possible, but it's a yeah. lot. It's a lot. I, I love 3L and I miss it. I do miss it. But... I don't, I don't miss anything. No. You know what's really <laughs> funny? Cause like I'll, I'll be on TikTok and I got like, I get like a lot of law school content. Cause I was posting law school and like bar related stuff. Oh, if you want to like follow my bar prep yes, journey, I did, I did a video a week and yeah, anyway, but like, because I, I did that, that, I get like law school content now and I, I have to skip past it immediately. I'm like, I do not want to think about law school anymore. Thank God. The only content I get is just like stupid dog. It's like dogs. <laughs> Literally all the, my TikToks are dogs. Thank God. Yeah. Like I, if I had law school TikTok, I'd be like, hide, hide, hide. Well, yeah, I didn't, I don't hide anything. I like them. And then I just go past because I still, you know, want to support people, but I'm like, wow, <laughs> I just really don't want to think about this anymore. I will when I, of, pass, but exactly. I will when I pass. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, my God. Good. Oh, well, yeah. If you made it this far, um, congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> <have any> <laughs> real questions for us um you know where to find us at all rights reserved podcast um and then in addition to that uh please stay tuned for our next episode because we will be talking about our new jobs and we're so excited to share everything about it guys well thanks for listening we'll see you guys in the next one bye